as I sit back and think about my sexual experiences as a whole, I don't think I've actually ever had bad sex. Mediocre sex, for sure. But bad? No, I think I've been fortunate. Been fortunate enough to not have bad sex. Because bad is kind of harsh. Like, it, it has the, it's, it got to be a lot wrong with it if it's bad. If it's bad. I think I've been a real good judge of character as to not get myself into bad situations. And that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> we're going to talk about whose fault is it if the sex is bad. It's your freak hostess, Jody, and you're tuned into Provocative. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. I will marry a nigga off some dick because everything else we can work on. And I've, I have a sporadic periods of excessive masturbation. I really like how that just sounded. If I fuck you once and it's good, I'm gonna keep fucking you. Because I didn't start sucking dick until college. Blew in that man's butthole. <laughs> that, that shit is wicked. That shit. So I think the question of when the sex is bad, whose fault it is, comes with accountability and ownership, right? And I don't bring bad sex to the equation. So I don't have bad sex. It ends up kind of being mediocre. Because <laughs> if I bring my good sexual energy to a situation and it's not ideal, that just means that it was a little off balance. So the other person, and again, this is not to blame bad sex on the other person. Because, you know, niggas love to say women don't take accountability. Um, But I can't help somebody have rhythm. I can't help somebody have a bigger penis. It's certain things that I can't help. You just kind of make it do what it do. And even though my preference, my preference is big dicks. Because... I love me a big dick. I've had decent sex with guys that did not have big dicks. They were small to medium. So size is not everything. It's a lot, but it's not everything. You can still have a good sexual experience if the dick ain't big. Actually, I've had, oh my God. Now I'm thinking about it. Now I'm thinking about it. I've had sexual experiences with guys that had big dicks and it was not a good experience. So clearly size is not the, oh, well, if the dick big and the pussy wet, great sex. No, that's not what goes into it. Because sex is an experience. It's a performance, right? There's this rubric of all of the things that need to occur in the bedroom and Everyone has their own rubric and grading scale and all that good shit. And, you know, it's customizable. But I'm going to talk to y'all about man. So I'm a performer. And I like for you to watch me perform. And because I'm like that, I feel like I bring a lot of good sexual energy to my sexual experiences. 
now if I deal with somebody that isn't as much of a performer as I am, uh, who isn't as who doesn't pay as much attention to detail as I do when it comes to sex, then there's going to be some incompatibility. Cause I don't like mediocre sex. Like once the sex, once I really, once I classify the sex as mediocre, then I'm probably, this is, it, it feels like a chore and I don't like chores. So back to the big dick guy. So, um, Let's call him Big Dick Aries guy. So, Big Dick Aries guy. Sex with him was so awkward. Like, super awkward. And it was not awkward the first time. It was not awkward the first time. It was cool the first time. It was, I was like, oh, okay, we did that. It was cool. I wasn't wild or anything, but I like, he did not wow me. Um, But... That's just what it was. And also, I, I honestly, I'm a, uh, I like my ego to be stroked. So I ask people. I ask people to tell me how it was for them. And I do that because I like conversation and I like feedback. I think that sexual experiences need to be followed up with some sort of conversation. It's called aftercare. If you're into BDSM and lifestyle stuff, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So... You have sex with somebody, you have to have a conversation after it. If you don't have a conversation after it and the sex was bad, there's no room for improvement. There's no room to grow. There's no room to have a better sexual outcome later because you guys didn't have a conversation. Y'all pretended like y'all didn't have sex. But both of you guys have thoughts and feelings after said sexual encounter. So, Big Dick Aries guy. Again, the dick is already big, so it's like it, it, the the experience shouldn't have been as mediocre to me as it was. But I think because of like size, because he was like super tall, and if y'all know me, y'all know I'm not super tall, <laughs> not tall, not close to the word tall at all. Actually, literal constraints around our sizes. So because I'm small and my preference is for me to be on top. So I'm going to do most of the work because your big ass being on top of me, towering over me, it just, it's not working. It's not working. You trying to move me into uncomfortable positions and I'm flexible with that. So you're making me uncomfortable because you trying to get me to do like long leg shit. Like I don't have no long legs. You can't just like, get me to do shit that my my body doesn't allow me to do I'm not a last girl so that's what made the situation kind of bad for me as well because I'm like oh is it like because he's so fucking tall because he is fucking tall and this is not the first time I've messed with somebody tall and that's what kind of threw me off as well because I'm like it can't be that because I'm short I'm like a tall nigga magnet. Most niggas towering over me, they like, oh, look at this little bitch. Come here. Like, they like short bitches. So I typically, I do not recall too many niggas that was not at least six feet that I've actually fucked with. Like, majority end up being six feet, 
to like six four. So this particular guy, again, the first experience was not bad. But the more we had sex, the worse it got. And that's like the complete opposite of what should have been taking place. Now, I'm going to take accountability and responsibility for why it was going bad. It was going bad because we were not having uh, conversations after the fact. I was not telling him what was going well and what was going wrong. So the first experience was cool. Okay, like kind of a thumbs up, but not really. Good enough. Good enough. That's what I'll say. The first experience was good enough for me to want to do it again. Especially considering that the dick is big. So, okay, cool. I can kind of just do the work from there. I'll make myself come. But the second and third experience, it just got progressively worse. And I'm like, okay, is it that I'm not really attracted to this guy? No, that's not it. Even though attraction is obviously a big thing that goes into good sex. like, And it's not even physical attraction. Are you attracted to this energy? And I'm like, no, that's not it. Um, how, like, I, I just, I couldn't figure it out. I, now that I'm talking about it, I don't think I ever quite figured out why it was wrong. Um, I think what went, worked against us though, was the fact that he was trying so hard. He was trying really hard to please me and it just wasn't working. And I'm like, oh my God, you're trying and it's not working, and you're also not listening to me, and you're not paying attention to me either. So that's why the sex is bad. The sex is bad is because you're not paying attention and you're not listening. Um, but also, I could have been more vocal. If I cared more, I would have been more vocal. What I realized was that I didn't care enough to actually have that conversation. I didn't care enough to be consistent with having sex with him. And because of how I handled the situation, that's why I think the sex was bad. So I take, again, I take ownership of that because I damn near kind of shut down. Because I saw him trying hard to figure out what would please me. And it just felt not genuine. It didn't feel genuine. Like, I'm positive he thought he was going to end up as the subject of a podcast episode. <laughs> you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because <laughs> here we are. Um, <laughs> but so that's what I'll say. That's what made that experience bad. He was trying too hard to turn me on and make me just I don't know he wanted me to be this sexual demon for him the crazy thing is I am a sexual demon for myself and he was trying to figure out how to crack the code or take a shortcut to cracking the code and that's not something that you could just crack that easily for me and with me just because of my personality type like I'm someone who's very if it's not an instant connection, 
And even when it's an instant connection, you damn near still got to pull back layers and layers and layers to, you know, figure me out. But if it wasn't an instant connection, then you kind of like, it might take a little, might take a little minute. And he was trying to take a shortcut and I felt it and I shut down. So that's kind of why that sexual experience uh, was bad. Um, Other sexual experiences that, and I wouldn't even call it bad. I don't want to say the word bad. It was mediocre. Mid. It was definitely mid. Other mediocre experiences. Um, There were a couple, like, <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes I go back to those mediocre experiences. Like, it's this one guy... We're gonna we're gonna call this guy. <laughs> we're gonna call this guy uh Don. We're gonna call this guy Don. <laughs> uh Don the sex was very regular. Very regular. It was very much some Netflix and chill shit. And it was nothing spectacular about it ever. Um, and he used to come quick, like <laughs> he used to come like within like seven minutes. Seven minutes. I would still go and mess around with him because I was bored and I just wanted to like cuddle or something. Cause I'm like. After we're done, I know you're going to hold me. I know you're going to cuddle with me. And I don't even care that the sex is mid or that it's not lasting long. I just want to be held. So if I got to take six, seven minutes of you freaking on me real quick. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to get held. <laughs> now, we was good friends still. Like. We were good friends. And that's why I'm like, okay, I'll deal with the mid. Because it wasn't like, oh, my God, it's, like, amazing. That's why I keep going back. No, like, we're good friends. You always make me laugh. We always have a good time. Like, I know I crack my jokes. You be looking at me like, um, the people that know, no, I'm actually, like, uh, super silly. So we crack our jokes. We just vibe. We have a good time. I never go there for sex. Like, I'm the sex is never like if we don't have sex, I'm perfectly fine with that. Cause I know you're gonna hold me. <laughs> we gonna cuddle. You gonna rub on my booty. <laughs> um, just good vibes. So even with that, like the fact that I settle for those experiences. If they turn out bad, it's kind of my fault because I knew what I was walking into. Like, um, I started this episode wanted to talk about bad sex experiences. And because I've never actually had bad, like I have like mid to less desirable sexual experiences. I'm going to take accountability for every time I walked myself into a situation, knowing what the outcome was going to be. So... Another situation. <laughs> this motherfucker came quick too. We gonna call him. We're gonna call him Avant. We're gonna call him Avant because this is the same nigga. This is the four minute nigga. This is the nigga. 
<laughs> this was the nigga that ate me out for like 30 minutes and then damn near nutted as soon as he put it in. Like, it was so quick. Like, I know this, like, he put me in like six, seven positions within four minutes. Like, he was trying real hard to hold it. And I knew that. And then, now, I'm going to take responsibility for that, too. Because I actually was not supposed to go to his house to begin with. <laughs> I was not supposed to be there. I was supposed to be. I was on one side of town, and I was supposed to be on the totally other side of town. I was supposed to be, like, an hour away from where I was. So that's on me. I take responsibility for that. Because I was not even supposed to fucking be there. And I was mad at myself. He thought I was mad at him when it was over with. Because I didn't want to talk to him. And I didn't want to talk about it. He thought I was mad at him. I was mad at my fucking self. Because I knew better. <laughs> but I did not do better. <laughs> Just wild. Just wild. Ooh, that was during uh my uh. That was during my whole week too. <laughs> Okay, so to get back to the question of whose fault is it if the sex is bad, I think that comes down to how you view sex. I think the first, that's the first thing you have to answer. How do you view sex? Is it an equal exchange of energy? Are you there to put your, your best sexual energy forward and your expectation or your desire, your hope is for the person you're having sex with to put their best sexual energy forward. Cause I'm, I like having sex with guys that are a little bit competitive. Like they have like some sexual competitiveness to it. Cause then it feel like a game. It feel like a game. Like, oh, you fuck the shit out of me. I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you. Then you fuck the shit out of me and I'm gonna fuck the shit out of you. I'm gonna do this like it's like a good it's like good banter like good sexual banter I like that those are my preferences but again it's an exchange it's an equal exchange it's like a dance right performance we talked about performing already so if it's bad again it was two people there it can't be all one person I don't think it's all one person because if you take ownership of your role in it, then the the experience has the potential to be better because you've taken responsibility, right? So for me, I try to make the most out of situations. Have I always been like that? Clearly not because I talked about the guy that fucked fuck me like a robot. I talked about other situations where I'm like, why the fuck am I here? And that's not to say that even after I came to this enlightened whole era that <laughs> I didn't slip up and be like, why the fuck am I here? Because it did happen once or twice. But I had a very quality, very, I've, so far I've had a very quality whole face. If I do say so myself, I've been very fortunate. But that's not to say that there weren't any less than desirable experiences. If I wanted them to be better experiences, I had the tools 
and the knowledge to improve those situations. And I made a choice not to. And that is why it is on me if I have bad sex. Because I don't have bad sex. I don't bring bad sexual energy. So if it's less than desirable, I take responsibility for it. Because it's my experience. The fuck? Like, I can legit make this shit whatever it is that I want to make it. And that's what it is about sex, sexual experiences. You experience it. It could be terrible for you and amazing for the other person. And both of those things are still true. Or both of y'all could be like, whoa, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was terrible. Or you both could be like, this was a very good, amazing round two. Now, now, something like that. <laughs> um, but that's, the, again, it's subjective. It's subjective as fuck. And in that subjectivity, you have to exercise your own kind of rational, rational, rational. Ration. You have to ration. That's what you have to do. <laughs> you have to you have to be rational about the situation and say, okay, what could I have done better? Because again, it's two people performing together, performing the art of sex. So if it is bad, look at your fucking self and say, what could I have done better? Okay. Could I have, you know did something to turn myself on or make myself get more in the moment. Should I have brought a toy? That's my cheat code. Not even gonna lie. Bringing a toy will make any mediocre sexual experience easy. Easy cheat code. Take a fucking toy. If you're not getting the... And I'm gonna let y'all in on a little secret. I have a traveling toy. I have a traveling toy that I keep in my fucking car just in case of emergencies. <laughs> and I've taken it with me to people's houses and just pulled it out my fucking purse. And they over here like, you, yes, yes, yes. Because I, here's the thing. You could walk into a situation unprepared <laughs> or you can be prepared. And me bringing a toy means that I'm prepared. I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And I learned that <laughs> during my whole journey. <laughs> so sometimes I'm like, okay, cool. Like the eight with Avon. I really could have pulled out my toy and finished right there. And it would have been a good experience for him. Right? That's how, that's that's what I could have done. Have I done that with other situations? Yes, I have. I had a situation where a guy came and he apologized and I was like, don't worry. Pulled the toy out, used it, and then him watching me masturbate, he got hard again and now we back fucking. That's a good, oh, you're being proactive. Like, oh, no, it's fine, babe. I got it. That's a good response to someone coming quick or, you know, not satisfying you. Because guess what? That toy going to get the job done. 
it's your friend. But obviously I didn't do those in those situations where the sex was less than ideal. So that's why, again, I take responsibility because I could have, you know, just put in a little bit more to make those situations better, right? I strongly believe that if you don't do your part to ensure that you don't have bad sex, then how could you expect anything different than that? Like, if you if you have whatever tools you need, have whatever sex tools, techniques, tricks, whatever you need in your bag, literal bag or metaphoric bag, whatever you need to do to make sure you have your desired outcome. If your desired outcome is to have better sexual experiences, then guess what? Make sure you're prepared with whatever you need to ensure that you have better sexual experiences. Um, If you're having sex with someone that is sexually incompatible with you, then I want to say it's nobody's fault. But at the same time, I want to say it's both of y'all fault because why is y'all fucking? Stop. Don't do that. (laughs) And of course, sometimes you don't know until you know. So I'm not mad at that because clearly I was having sex with somebody that had a big dick, but sexually we weren't compatible. We were not sexually compatible. That's what I realized. So it's both of our fault, but then it's also neither of our fault as well. It just didn't mix. It just didn't mix. Um, What else goes into bad sex? And whose fault is it when the sex is bad? Um, I feel like that's going to just continue to vary on a case by case basis because there are different factors. Again, sex is a performance. There's a rubric. What one person values, the next person may not. So you may have a mediocre or bad experience with one person and then they go off and have sex with somebody else and it's the best sex of that other person's life. But for me, I'm like, no, I don't like this. And that's why communication is so important. And why talking before, during, after, super important. If you're not doing that, then you have to take some of the ownership and responsibility around why you're having bad sexual experiences. I think that when you're entering sexual encounters and you're mindful and you have an outcome in mind, you say, you know what? This is going to be a good experience. I'm going to put my best sexual energy forward. I receive their sexual energy in return. I'm going to do what it takes to have the best possible outcome. If they do what it takes to have the best possible outcome for them as well, and y'all communicating, it shouldn't be no reason why y'all having bad sex unless y'all are just not sexually compatible. But I feel like people think that, oh, well, sex is sex. It's not. It's not. You can be sexually incompatible. I think a lot of people get into relationships with people that are sexually incompatible. And that's sad. That's real sad. I would never. I would never. To close this episode out, I hope y'all learned something. I hope y'all begin to ask yourself like, okay, you know what? When I have sex, take matter of fact, reflect. 
I hope you guys are reflecting on your sexual experiences. The good, the bad, the ugly. Why was it good? Why was it bad? Why was that shit ugly? <laughs> and uh, what could you have done differently? What about what you brought to the experience could have been more or elevated or improved? And then what about what they brought to the table? Why didn't you? Why did it work? Why didn't it mesh? Ask yourself those questions and then be mindful in your next sexual experiences as to what you could possibly do different, what you would like to try, what you're open to. I think by asking ourselves those questions, we'll be able to get better sexual experiences. That's what it comes down to. Be mindful. Take a look at yourself. What do you want to do differently? And uh, do not just out here fucking to be fucking. We not doing that no more. We are not teenagers. We are not out here fucking to be fucking. Why are you doing it? With who you doing it with? What's the outcome? And then be intentional with your sexual activity with the outcome in mind. And on that note, we out. Before you go, I want to remind you to embrace your inner hoe. Thank you for tuning in to Provocative, and don't forget to follow us on all streaming platforms. Happy hoeing. P-R-H-O-E-D-O-C-A-T-I-V-E. Spell with the word hoe because deep down, we all got some hoe in us. And this is your safe space to be unapologetically provocative. Oh, is my ground too masculine? Yeah. Put the nigga in missionary. Yeah. The <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 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 <laughs>